This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3142 for Tuesday the 18th of August 2020. Today's show is entitled TCSH. It is the 240th anniversary show of Klaatu and is about 29 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is Klaatu talks about TCSH. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to Archive.org forward slash donate. Public Radio. My name is Klaatu. I want to talk about TCSH, otherwise known as the C shell. The C shell is a Linux, or I should say a Unix shell that was developed back at Bell Labs not long after the Born shell was developed. The Born shell, of course, is the the early, early shell for, for Unix that was developed um, as an alternative, I guess, to just having to program everything in C, I imagine. I'm not really sure. I mean, I know that the Born shell was a big deal when it when it when it was a thing when when they created it uh and it was it was well loved by people i guess but the c shell came out because a lot of the programmers working on unix at at bell labs were programming in c and the c shell had as one of its big selling points a c like syntax and that's kind of the only good thing you'll ever hear about the c shell and i'm not here to convince you otherwise to be honest uh and in fact i can't even can't even do a hard sell on on the C shell for its C syntax because I find that its C even its C syntax is inconsistent. It's it, it's it's a little bit blown out of proportion. So I'm I'm not here to talk about why C shell is better than any other shell. Uh, and in fact, if 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 I were only allowed one shell in my life, I would absolutely not take seashell. I would take bash. Well, or or zed shell. But I mean, zed shell is almost indistinguishable indistinguishable from bash. So um, one of those two, right? Not not seashell. And yet I've found over the years that I I I have a fondness for seashell. And I'll tell you why. It's not a it's not for a good reason. It is not something that I can defend or anything, you know, it, it doesn't stand up to criticism. Uh, it's purely an emotional thing, It or even less than that. It's it's more habitual, a little bit of emotion, also some habit. So back when I was learning Unix in a book called Visual Quick Start to Unix, I think it was by Peach Pit Press, which may also be owned by O'Reilly now, or maybe even then. Either way, learning Unix, and the book, as I recall, was relatively shell indifferent. And I'm pretty sure that I used C shell for that, T-C-S-H. Uh, so C shell was developed, it kind of faded, but T-C-S-H carried the C shell mantle on. So when I say C shell, I'm actually talking about T-C-S-H. They're, they're basically, we'll, we'll sort of treat them as the same, even though, strictly speaking, I don't think the C shell is really maintained anymore. It's it's T-C-S-H is where all the development is, as far as I know. I haven't really looked into C proper C shell. Um, so I was using TCSH when I started learning Unix, is the point of that 
little story. And so I kind of grew accustomed to some of the idiosyncrasies of TCSH. Didn't miss them when I switched to Bash, apparently, because I, I just, it, I, I, quite possibly, I, I hadn't used one enough to then be confused when I switched to the other. That's quite likely. Um, although I, I do think that probably some of the weirdness, like with the set, 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 set on and set probably kind of confused me when I first started on Bash, but not enough to slow me down. It was, it was, I think I just chalked it up to just general not knowing what I was doing. So I, I was on TCSH for a, a brief moment, switched to Bash, never looked back until I started working in post-production and specifically uh in post-production um at a big effects house went back to the you know the, this this effects house had been around since the late 90s and i assume they were using sgi boxes back then and i i'm assuming that either sgi shipped with tcsh or someone you know whoever was in charge of that stuff at that time um actually i think i know who it was too um just probably liked TCSH, and so he used TCSH when he was developing all of their custom in-house scripts. And so when I started working at this place in the early 2000s, well, what, what's the, I guess early 2010s, um, then I sort of, I, I found that a lot of their stuff was written in TCSH. Didn't matter, right? I mean, the thing about scripts that are written in a different shell than what you're running is that they have the shebang line at the top and will invoke whatever shell specified. So you could be running bash and launch a TCSH script, and you'll never know. It'll run perfectly. And that's not because it runs quote-unquote in bash. It's because it's launching a, a shell, a, a TCSH shell, a subshell, and running the script using that 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 is its engine so it, it's really it doesn't matter that it was tcsh because tcsh was installed on the systems and it would just run as expected no matter what shell the the user was actually using to to trigger it that said there was a there was a lot of tcsh sort of in the company and i thought well i'm i'm not completely new to tcsh i've never minded tcsh i think i'll start using that here at work and so for several years i was a tcsh user for you know every day uh, monday through friday and and i think i think i also had it on one of my home computers as well just for just to keep me in 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 practice over the weekends. So TCSH, it's something that I'm fond of because I've I've used it, and it's just something that I guess the 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 thing is that I I didn't develop a sort of a distrust or a fear for it. The way, for instance, I dist I I developed kind of a a fear of the unknown for for instance corn shell. Nothing's wrong with the corn shell. It's just that KSH. Um, it's just that I never really had used it, and I thought, well, what if I start using it, and I get busy one day, and I forget that I'm using corn shell, and I go to do something that I hadn't done before, and it doesn't work. It'll slow me down for possibly three hours, or three seconds, one of the two, um, but either way, I don't want to, I don't, that's a cost that is too high. But TCSH, I, I just kind of, I was familiar with it. I knew what it was possible to do with TCSH, and I knew what was not possible. And so it was something that I was comfortable with. So I guess that's what I'm saying in this episode, is that I am comfortable with TCSH. I'm not saying it's better than Bash. I'm not saying there's any good reason to use it over Bash. But I am saying 
I'm comfortable with it, and here's why. Or rather, here's possibly possibly some reasons, some ways that I'm comfortable with it, and, and maybe some reasons that you may or may not want to use it yourself. So, the first thing is the C-like syntax, which, as I've already said, a little bit overblown, I think, in my, in my opinion, but there are some... There are some subtleties to it that are interesting. So first of all, let's take the simple if statement. In bash, of course, you would do something like if square bracket dollar sign var dash gt zero close square bracket next line then next line echo blah and then you'd close that with an fi the word if spelled backwards. Now I I have to say that's a weird that's weird syntax. I don't care what your experience level is with, with any language. That's a weird syntax. If square bracket variable dash gt, what, what is dash gt? Well, obviously it is greater than, but there's already, there are already math operators invented, right? We have things like greater than symbols and less than symbols and pluses and minuses and so on. So what's the deal with the dash gt? Well, what's actually happening here is that uh, bash is not utilizing any kind of built-in mathematical system. It is using a, a uh, it's using the test, I think the binary executable test, as far as I know. Let's just double check, I guess at least that part. No, test is a built-in. Okay, so it's using a built-in test uh, to sort of as a call out to 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 analyze this statement. And and part of the syntax of test is this weird sort of dash gt thing. Um, so that's that's odd. And then the the closing the if statement with the backwards if that seems a little bit strange to me. I mean it's efficient, but it is strange. I mean I'm I'm not saying strange doesn't equal bad. I am simply saying it's strange. Whereas certainly if you were a C programmer back in the 70s and 80s or today, uh, and you were used to something a little bit more like if parentheses dollar sign var is greater than with the symbol one close parentheses then echo blah end if that feels a little bit more normal now strangely to no credit of tcsh i guess strangely that's not that's not actual c syntax if you've ever written c you know that that's not what c would actually look like either so it is a little bit odd that that everyone says oh c c shell is cool because of the c like syntax and i guess what they really mean is yeah it's c like but it is not c syntax so i don't i don't know what the qualifiers are for when something is c like and when something is not C-like, if by C-like we don't mean exactly like C. So that's odd, but there you go. That's, um, that's, that's the if statement in, in C-shell. The, the C parentheses, then, and then closing it with end if. Another thing about the C shell that I, I find mildly comforting, or, or again, just, I guess, comfortable, is the, the way that you can feel as if though you are declaring variables when you set them. So you know how in a, in a programming language, in, in many programming languages, you are required to specify well to declare a variable before you go throwing the variables around and in some programming languages you even have to tell the you have to write it in the code so that the compiler will know what to expect and such uh, you have to tell it what kind of variable you are creating you have to give it a type so you might have to say int var equals one or or string var equals word some some word example word uh, or car var equals you know the letter a something like that so you don't really have to do that in a lot of 
modern languages, a lot of them just kind of figure that out for you. Think about Python, but also Bash. They don't require you to type your variables. You just, you, you create a variable and you throw some data into it and it figures out what kind of data it, that you've, you've given it. Uh, and some programming languages are smart enough to almost do that on the fly. Like it doesn't care the type of variable until you set about using the variable at which point it it analyzes the way that you are trying to that data and and responds accordingly it's a great convenience and yet there's something about it when when going for structure i find there's something comforting about uh, the, the regimented nature of of having to say uh, of having to set a variable you you type in the word set space var equals h or or 1 or whatever so it's it's the word set now actually once again in c shell there are strangely several different ways you can set variables and and the keyword set is is merely one of them which I think that can be a little bit confusing, and and it's a little bit puzzling, and it's one of those quirks about Seashell that I've never quite understood why the, why they have at least three different ways to set variables that I can think of off the top of my head, possibly more. But the one that I latched onto eventually was the keyword set, simply because it felt right to have to declare to something that I am creating a variable here. And I think I like that not just because it quote-unquote feels right, but but because when you go into the code three years later, or, or, you know, in my case, one week later, to fix something, and you've completely forgotten everything about the, the script that you're fixing, the language that you're writing in, you're just, everything's gone. Seeing the name of the variable preceded by the word set identifies that that string that that word as yes that is a variable it kind of confirms that for you i don't know if you've ever read a lot of source code many of you probably have but sometimes when you're reading there are just there's so many words there and they all look basically the same they're all strange and cryptic and 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 none of them it, it all sort of starts to meld together especially if there's a bunch of libraries or or modules or whatever thrown into the mix then you have all of these unfamiliar words that normally wouldn't be in this programming language anyway but there's this library that they're using that you're not really used to seeing so now you have these words thrown into the code along with the the keywords of the language along with your variables. That's a lot of different words, strings of letters, that you have to kind of categorize in your mind. And I, I always liked in, um, in like, I don't know, uh, I think COBOL or Fortran or, or, or ALGOL, some of those, and even BASIC, where the commands seemed to be, well, heck, even MySQL, a lot of times people will do it this way, the commands are all in capital. And so you've got these really sort of loud, shouty command words, and, and then everything else after that, you know, you know, if it's not in all caps, then you know that's not part of the language, it's something else. And I, I very frequently, in, in, for instance, Python, I'll very frequently make my, my variables all capitals, and I'm sure that's making some Python devotee out there shudder because I'm sure there's a pep out there where it says that variables should not be all capitals or something, but I don't care. I think it separates it really, really nicely. If not for me right now, then for me later. And and that's kind of, in a way, what set var or, or set example variable name does for me. It, it gives me that reference point in the code to, to, to confirm that that one word that could be anything is indeed 
a variable name, something, you know, like page. Set page equals true. I don't know, whatever, right? Now if I see the word page throughout the thing, I know that there it's a variable called page and not some fancy library, uh, some, some function out of some fancy library that I'm just not that I don't remember is involved in this in this thing. So I, I like that. I like the that sort of earmarking of yes, this is this is the type of word this is, and you should remember that from then on. Of course, set the function or the the command itself has a bunch of other uh, uses. It's in C shell as in Bash, uh, you could you can get a um, a listing of your variables in C shell and and in Bash, you can type in set and it'll give you a bunch of it'll give you all the variables that have been defined. Uh, in C shell, you can do I'm going to switch over to TCSH here. You can do set and get all the variables that are th that have been set, and then you can also do set env set on and get all the environment variables that have been set. I don't know if that exists. Does that invis exist in Bash? I've never. No, it doesn't. But just env exists in Bash. So yeah, there are some some little you know extra functions there of set, uh, and there's unset of course as well. If you want to ditch a variable, decide you no longer need var, which you have set previously to one. One, then you could unset var and then look for var in in your set list and you will not find it. uh here's another thing that i kind of like about tcsh and this is this is silly and and really you know every other day this is something that i don't like about tcsh but every other day i do like it and that is that bash can sometimes get a little bit too fancy pants for its own good and it kind of encourages people to be a little bit too fancy now this honestly normally is a feature for me like i'm a kde fan right that's my primary environment because everything is customizable on kde a common criticism this will come back to tcsh trust common criticism of kde plasma desktop is that there are too many options people say oh you know you right click on on ev you can right click on everything and everything has 20 different options and you can go into any of those 20 options and get 40 more uh, you know, a, a window of 40 different knobs that you can tweak and change. And that's, to a lot of people, a criticism. Uh, that's a problem. And that, to me, never made sense. Like, why would you criticize something for being, for having too many possible ways to control it? Like, that sounds fantastic. That sounds like what a computer should be. So, in real life, like at the core of my being, I like that because I know that there's always the option to ignore all of those options. You don't like a feature? Pretend like it doesn't exist. As simple as that. That gets a little bit more complicated when you start dealing with other people, though. And I have many times opened up Bash scripts, and I've seen things like var equals uh, hacker public radio, camel casing, right? Dollar sign, curly brace, hacker public radio, no, var, sorry, dollar sign, curly brace, var, comma comma close curly right cool what on earth did that just do nobody knows it's a it's a secret bash function it's shorthand it's super handy like someone out there right now probably listening to my voice i'm talking to you you know what that means, and you love that feature and like i say at the core of my being so do i like i want that feature to exist i want you to like that feature i want you to have access to that feature but in practice secretly when i'm not recording hacker public radio episodes secretly i don't like that sort of function because it it slows me down for three seconds when i open up a bash script and look at that i think what does that mean what's happening there i can't be bothered to look it up maybe if i ignore it it won't matter and then i spend the next hour trying to achieve something 
that isn't working, and I can't figure out why. And then finally I remember there was that one line I, I ignored, and I go back and I finally do an info bash or a man bash, and I look through it, and I find this comma comma curly brace thing, and I realize, oh, that's like a shortcut in bash to take a variable, in this case var, and make it all lowercase. And now you know what the function does. But you didn't know it before. It's not intuitive. It it It's not very easy to figure out what's happening there. It doesn't even necessarily look like string manipulation, right? I mean, like, it not really. Like, if you look at that, dollar sign curly brace var comma comma curly brace, what does that do? Uh, surely it just removes an extension, a file extension, or or something like that, or, or it delimits something. No, it's it's it, it makes everything lower. That sort of thing, like I say, if you know what it is and you use it regularly, it is brilliant to you. And if, you, if it doesn't, then you don't like it, or it messes you up and then you grow to resent it. And I guess, I guess that's sort of, in a way what happens to me pretty regularly. I grow to resent little shorthand, little almost, I'm going to call them perlesque. Uh, that's P-E-R-L, not B-U-R-L-E-S-U-E. -E. It's perlesque um, uh, shorthand, because it's just not very intuitive, but it's super efficient and handy. TCSH doesn't mess around with that. They just don't even give you that option, which again, normally in real life, I hate. I think that's that's horrible. It means that TCSH is essentially GNOME 3 to the the KDE of, of Bash, and why would I ever want to remove option from the from the universe of possibilities that I have or that I expect when I have a programming language or a scripting language? Well, the answer is simply just for that future self again, or for that other user who might be opening up a script. I find that if you know if there's that smaller set of of, of vocabulary, then it's it's kind of easier for everyone to get onto the same onto the same level. And with TCSH, that it, it ensures that I don't get overly clever and that the future me or ideally someone else trying to contribute to a project that I've that I'm maintaining, they'll be able to to read the code, understand what's going on, and then conform to it without too much sort of reverse engineering or or study. Now, of course, the um, the the catch there is that really realistically bash is the lingua franca of shell scripting and so if i throw tcsh into the world then the 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 possibilities of people using bash some kind of illegal bash syntax or rather legal bash syntax that, that tcsh doesn't understand is is actually pretty great and that could slow them down just as much as dollar sign curly brace var comma comma curly brace so the var being an example by the way that it could be anything it could be penguin dollar sign curly brace penguin whatever your variable is called I, point being i like the restrictions that tcsh imposes upon me because it keeps me from being too clever in places that really probably don't need they, they didn't need to have that cleverness involved it was just one of those things where honestly the thing and a good uh, a quick little tweak in awk would have done the same result and it would have been visually a lot more intuitive so that's that's one of those weird backward features that I, I actually quite appreciate about TCSH. Another cool little short shortcut in TCS to TCSH that I like is the at symbol for for math. This seems kind of silly and and it is, but it is kind of nice as well. You can in TCSH type 
the character at, you know, just like the thing in between emails, and then do, for instance, in, and then the equal sign, and then parentheses, one plus one, uh, let's do divided by two, close parentheses. If I echo in, I get, as would as we would expect from that equation, one. Now, that, that is different from, for instance, set in equals parentheses, I don't know, let's just do one plus one to keep it simple and then echoing in, that gives me 1 plus 1. But if I do that at symbol, it actually resolves the math within that variable. Is that any different functionally from in bash doing let n equals parentheses 1 plus 1 divided by 2 close parentheses? No, not really. Um, the I guess the main one of the main differences is that it is one character instead of three. Like I say, it's it's kind of silly, but um, I do I do appreciate that sort of illusion of of, of speed. I, I just I like that the simplicity of just the at symbol. I don't know why it's the at symbol. It, it could probably have been really anything else other than at really because that doesn't that doesn't quite connect with me in terms of here's a mathematical looking thing. At never really said that to me, but. It does work, it's quick, and for, for whatever reason, it's easier for me to remember than um, syntax for for math in other shells. And that's it. That's Those are the, the reasons I can point to for sort of enjoying TCSH. There are other strange, mildly perverse reasons for liking TCSH. For instance, TCSH doesn't do functions. It doesn't have an ability to define your own functions in TCSH. Again, kind of odd for a thing that's often praised for being, for, 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 for sort of calling back to C, right? I mean, that's all you do in C. Well, it's not all you do, but I mean, functions, that's that's a thing in C. You don't really have that ability in the C shell at all. So what that means is that you get to invent like clever sort of new ways to, to code such that you're emulating functions, you know, weird stuff like that. It, it, it gets a little bit strange, and um, uh, you know, honestly, if you're if you're doing this at home and and you're you're looking at the time and you just think I got to get through this script so I can move on to something more important, messing around with TC, TCSH might not be the the most pleasant of um, avenues towards getting a job done. But you know, when you're sitting at work and you're getting paid for every moment that you work on a script anyway, and you think, if I write this in TCSH, then I will be compliant with all of the other scripts in this environment. Wouldn't that? Then yeah, it's kind of worth it. It's kind of fun. So that's um, that's the seashell or, or the remnants thereof. And uh, I'm not recommending it, but I'm not recommending against it either. I know that there have been um, rather old historical documents about why you should never sh shell script, you should never script with C, c shell, and, and so on. And that may have been true at one point, I don't know if it's still true, like I don't know if any of the reasons in those sorts of flame war posts are actually valid. All I know is that um, that, that shells are fun to mess around with, and C shell is, is a shell, and it is fun to mess around with. So, if you're curious about it, try it out sometime. It might be fun. It might be. It might at least make you see the difference between sort of whatever you, it is you're taking for granted, whether it's Bash or Zed Shell or even Corn Shell, all of which kind of act mostly the same most in most ways. Try out C Shell. See see what's different. See what um, see how frustrating it is. See how much fun it is to learn to learn a different syntax. It might just make you see things a little bit differently, you know, kind of the way that 
the first time you sat down in front of a Unix that wasn't Linux, and, and, and you realized, oh, the commands that I take for granted aren't the only ways of accomplishing this or that task. I have to learn new Unix commands, uh, you know, dedicated to this system. That's kind of what C Shell is a lot of times. It's, it's, there, there are lots of valid ways to talk to your computer, as it turns out, and it's not only through Bash. And sometimes that can be very enlightening. That can be, that can be sort of transformative and make you a little bit more agile and flexible when approaching any problem, really, but certainly one of syntax. Check it out, or I should say, take the plunge. Seashell, plunging into the sea. No, nah, that's not really funny. Anyway, talk to you next time. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.